0: Screw Lose let him strip the bolts on them. Should have never sent 'em to pick up the work for 'em. Sprayed the park and had my shit inside the car. Mark a smart boy was shooting with a thirty-six on 'em. Said if he wasn't in the rush, they was all
1: gone. All right. greetings shuttlings Welcome to another episode of chutty's Corner. It is Sunday, February fourth. It's about eight thirty PM. My mental clock's throwing all off with the start time. I feel like in my brain it's ten thirty or whatever, but it's eight thirty PM and the Celtics uh going to take care of business against a very, 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 very depleted Grizzly squad. Uh, they get the 131-91 win at home. Obviously, Marcus Smart's homecoming too. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get a little bit of that later. Um, but the story tonight, Celtics 131-91. I am your host, Dugouts. Uh with me as always, Chuddy. King Chuddy, how you doing? Doing all right. It
0: was a, a bit of an emotional roller coaster there, uh, but almost didn't didn't feel like a basketball game for a little while and then towards the end didn't feel like a basketball game again. So like I said, emotional <laughs>
1: night, but doing pretty well. Yeah, that's a that's a good point for two two different <laughs> two definitely different reasons, but yeah, a lot of pomp and pomp and circumstance. Uh we're gonna also break down the game for everybody. Before you do that, uh make sure uh whatever uh platform you listen to the podcast on, you hit that subscribe, that like button, leave us a review. Um, do whatever you'd like on that end. Uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at Chuddy's Corners, the show page. Mine is at Doug underscore outs. His is at King Chuddy. Uh, make sure you follow, subscribing, liking. Check out the YouTube page and also check out Chuddy's Corner dot com. Uh, that's the site for uh, the new show site. So we got the uh, blogs up there, episodes up there. Um, we have a voicemail feature. We're gonna get a little bit of that later. We got some voicemails for everybody. Um, so, before we get into the show, one last bit of housekeeping. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Nick Perino Real Estate. Nick Perino's uh, all your real estate needs. He's got you covered. You can check out more information at Uh All right. So, the Celtics, Tatum, obviously the big night tonight 34 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Uh, most of the bench, most of the starters were out um, with about nine minutes left in the fourth. So, we'll get into that too. But uh, go ahead and tell us what happened in the game tonight. Break it down for us.
0: Well, of all the. Games that have happened in the NBA. This was certainly one of them. Uh, (laughs) Grizzlies, you mentioned a depleted lineup. Um, You know, I'm pretty thick in the weeds, and even for me, this is a lot of guys who I can't pretend to know too much about that they're trying out there. So, um, really, pretty, pretty incredible to even just look at their injury report and see the guys they have out there, and then the guys they have in there, and how many of them weren't even on an NBA team. Like Luke Kennard was one of the only guys actually out there tonight and maybe David Roddy who were on this team, I think when the season started and expected to like play actual NBA minutes. So knowing that coming in and knowing the game we came off of, um, I thought we came out, I don't want to say slow, but I didn't think a ton of energy. I thought we kind of came out similar to the last game, if anything. Um, But I can't really complain based on, I guess what was happening on the court. You could tell it was almost like a, Men against boys type of situation from the get go. We saw a lot of getting right inside. Uh, to Al running the floor and just getting in the paint, <laughs> mashing up against their guards and just throwing it to it Al. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like we've used this analogy on the show before, but it was true. It felt like a the dad out in the driveway, like posting up on his little kids for a little <laughs> bit there with some of those lamps he was getting. So again, I didn't think we were like playing great. Nothing standing out. Kind of just going through the motions, but doing just like enough to take care of them. Um, Tatum was getting some stuff going, but still missing a lot of threes early. The defense kind of similar to that. It seemed like we were almost just like, allowing them to drive and kind of just knowing we could like physically abuse them at the rim. Like it seemed like we were blocking a ton of shots at the rim. We're getting our hands on stuff. So, I mean, I think we are up what 29, 20 after the first quarter. And it kind of, I was like, eh, it didn't really feel like we were playing well. It just kind of felt like, again, we were just kind of like coasting, whatever. I think the, um, the Marcus smart tribute video, which we'll get into at the end of the first quarter really did kind of create like a weird mood in there where it felt like the crowd was so hyped up for that. And then I don't know. Like like I said, it almost didn't even feel like a basketball game after that. It seemed like it was very hard to kind of stay focused and stay into it. It Just seemed like the, there was like an energetic letdown from the crowd to the players, to really everyone kind of weird, kind of coasting through the second half as well. Again, you could see it like a lot of just giving it to Porzingis, easy ones, Cornette even was just absolutely dominating them on the glass, just showing off their lack of size, but nothing consistent really going. Um, And then I think, it was about four or five minutes left in the second quarter. Came out of a timeout, had most of the starters back in there, and that was when the Celtics really turned it on, played five minutes of that true Celtics basketball we've come to yeah. see, come to love. Uh, Tatum, absolutely leading the charge. He has that three going, and we've kind of talked about the Tatum. Like Tatum's pretty much always good, but when he has the step back and the off-dribble three going, then he's he goes to another level. He's truly unstoppable. He certainly had it going in that stretch. Um, he was basically taking whatever shots he wanted, hitting a ton of threes, getting to the basket, had a couple dunks, and then just setting people up left and right with the assists. Um, if he, I mean, if he played a full game, he probably would have easily got a triple-double, probably would have scored over 40 points. He was pretty incredible. Um, again, a lot of those matchups, just guys who never in in a million years should probably be guarding (laughs) Jason Tatum or even probably playing an NBA game for that matter. But, um, credit to them. I mean, as we said, really well coached, I thought the Grizzlies did a good job hanging in there and it was only like a two four point game getting near halftime, but I think Celts went on like a 24 to four run in those last four or five minutes, a lot of Tatum, a lot of Porzingis. Um, and suddenly we're up 70 to 50 going into the half. Did not really feel like a 20 point lead. It felt like almost playing back and forth for most of the game. And then, um, that, honestly, was kind of that. The Grizzlies made, like, a tiny push in the start of the third quarter, but the Celtics' starters pushed it out more, hit a few more threes. Uh, O'Shea Brissett had some nice minutes. He hit a three, had his usual energy. Uh, Kada came in. He was providing the energy. I think we got it up over 30 or so. And um, most of the starters, I don't even think, played at all in the fourth quarter. It seemed like it was just Drew. And then, the, I mean, that fourth quarter of that game was... Again, just, like, not even, not even real basketball. Uh, it was nice to see Jordan Walsh get about eight, nine minutes a run, got the first basket of his career, a dunk, which also got a nice ovation from the crowd. But um, this, I mean, again, we talked about how the last game was kind of weird because they didn't have their stars, but they at least had, you know, a solid crew of, like, some NBA role players and stuff. Tonight was basically yeah. the Celtics against the G League team. So, um, <laughs> it was good to see where G League
1: guys get some minutes yeah, like...
0: exactly, and I mean, we got some rest, we we obviously had a few days of rest going into this, so I thought the guys looked fresh, I thought they came out a little slow, but overall, played well, played, you know, fine, and this is really what you want to see in the games like this, where you know that it's, I mean, they even said in the, I think the press conference can't, like, play down to your level or whatever, and it's tough when the go- the level of the guys you're playing is so seemingly below you, Yeah. Um. but they fought hard, and I thought the Celtics... Fought hard enough, did what they needed to do, um, showed kind of like exerted their energy in in spots where they needed to and did enough to stretch it out to be able to get some rest and uh, a nice cushy win back in the win column at home. So did everything they needed to do. And beyond that, really not too much to take away from this one, I don't think.
1: Yeah, definitely good to see them take care of business. And like you said, uh, up until that stretch in the second quarter, this honestly looked like it was going to be one of those real frustrating games. Um, I definitely was feeling like, it was, you know, they cut it like three or four points at one point there in the second. Then they really never looked back. So that was a good to see them completely take care of business. I wanted guys to get a little bit of rest. You talked about um, people kind of coming out and playing fresh. Um, I think one of the people that looked the most fresh from uh, this little bit of time off was obviously Jason Tatum. Uh, everything he was doing just looked a little bit faster. Um, like, I had a little bit more purpose. He definitely, um, I think, kind of took over this game and <clears> – <throat> was was kind of what ended up putting it away and it was so it was good to get kind of rewarded like you like you said he could easily probably come on for 40 in a triple double tonight if he was out there if they needed him out there yeah. um but once it was up to like about 25 30 points obviously a lot of the starters came out um, but what did you make of uh, Tatum's night tonight
0: yeah, I mean, I don't want to boil it down too much to the three ball going, but again, I mean, what did he shoot six or 12 tonight on threes, like I said, when he has that going, it's, he's just like on a whole nother level. I mean, he could have had the same game and shot two for 10 from three, and it still would have been like a good solid game. But the three is what just really takes things to the next level. But again, he had it going on all dimensions. He was getting to the hoop really well it seems like that's been a consistent theme especially the last like month or so since he's kind of picked it up in general where it seems like his driving and his finishing there's just like another another level of aggression to it and force and there's no more of kind of like going up soft he's dunking it when he can he's driving hard and going like getting the ball all the way to the glass strong finishes um so, I mean, super impressive to see. And then, I mean, just the passing. And the, especially tonight, the two-man game, there was no no Jalen Brown in there. So it was a lot of the two-man game with him and Porzingis. And that was just absolutely unstoppable. I mean, they had a couple of those high pick and rolls where he gave it to Porzingis. And I think Porzingis was almost, like, surprised by how open he was and how easy <laughs> his lane to the rim was. Happened a couple other times, too. And that's it's hard to overreact to this. Cause again, you look at the team they're playing, how small that Grizzlies team is. And part of it is like, okay, are we just dominating? <laughs> was, Cause was, like is they, Tatum, were so small. they were just so overmatched is some yeah. of it. I think that helped us get going. So it's like guys played really well, but I mean, again, it's just hard to like take away anything too much. Obviously great to see Tatum play well. Great to see that he, he did look like he had a little extra boost in him. And hopefully, you know, as the schedule does ease up these next few months, um, obviously got the all-star break, some other, you know, less heavy scheduling. So hopefully we'll see more of this. And hopefully we do see like a very well-rested Jason Tatum, but also one who's in a nice rhythm. And tonight we got the combo where it seemed like he had plenty of juice uh, going to the basket and in his legs. Also had the jump shot going, uh, was making great passes and creating. And again, it seemed like at times almost, almost toying with him. And there were a lot of, a lot of possessions in this game where I got that real kind of just like men against boys type of feel. So
1: yeah. who is that uh Who is that like super short guy? They have
0: Jacob Gilliard. Yeah. 5'8". Gilliard, yeah, Gilliard,
1: there was a there was a couple of times when it, it he would get matched up either on like Tatum or someone else and it was it just was it almost felt um, bad in a way but it, it's good to see this Celtics went out and just kind of went after those matchups I mean obviously pretty much yeah. everyone on that floor is going to be a mismatch for <laughs> guys like Tatum and Porzingis and stuff but to go and kind of make sure you're finding that person I think that that's just again we talk about kind of building good. Um, like routines and good habits and stuff like that so even if it's like yeah. everyone on the team isn't like that great if you're finding the guy size-wise that's still a matchup and right. You're running the offense to do that you're just building those good habits and things like that so tatum obviously um really good night uh, i think the other end of that uh, we can talk about a few of the other guys i think porzingis I, at one point i just didn't know why they weren't running every single play um <laughs> so porzingis just to and having him go and try to create you set a pick just whoever gilliard was covering. Have Porzingis come up and sit a screen and just get him on him because there was a couple times that, that happened and it was yeah. just, it it looked almost like uh like you know when they had those videos that are like uh like oh my god this thirteen year old is like <laughs> six foot five and he's just like playing like yeah. it literally looked like that um, it was Porzingis going up against him so um uh, obviously they ended up crushing him so it wasn't like they needed to do that more but it was just like I did yeah. kind of want to see you know how high they could have gotten that lead if they were right. a little bit more Porzingis twenty six points eight rebounds. Um, I think they kind of stepped up the rebounding in the second half. I think that was a big part of building the lead. We let up, like, mm. it was like 9-2, to two, I think. It's at one point in the second offensive rebounds. Yeah. So we weren't really crashing the defensive board. So that all got cleaned up. Um, what else did you see um, from some of the other guys? I definitely want to get into K-2 at the end of all this. So make sure we save a little bit of time for K-2. At the end yeah, that guy's beasting.
0: He was, and you're right. And I mean, we obviously, in that last Lakers game, the offensive rebounds we let up were a huge part of the the reason we allowed the Lakers to win that game and could never really come back. And, yeah, the same thing. Nine offensive rebounds let up in the first quarter is is terrible and is probably the reason Memphis was kind of still hanging around in the game. Luckily for us, they really couldn't make any shots, so I don't think, like, a lot of the offensive rebounds mattered. There was I think they had one session where they got, like, four shots and just missed all of them, so... Again, like, what you talked about, yeah, tonight it didn't matter, but we talk about building good habits and, you know, not getting into bad habits. It's have been a great rebounding team all year, Um, and I just hope, again, they're not kind of getting comfortable with that and have kind of started to gotten to the point where they realize, like, oh, yeah, we are a good rebounding team, and it's not something they're focused on, where I feel like at the beginning of the year, we knew, like, okay... I feel like the first month of the season, we were like concerned about the rebounding and every single game was a point of emphasis. Like, okay, we got Porzingis. He's not a great rebounder. Then like it's Tatum and Brown, like the Jays, they got to get in there and rebound. White and Holiday, box out, box out, like all that stuff. It was such a point of emphasis and we became such a good rebounding team. And the last few games, it seems like we almost just like Expect now to get the rebounds, and there's just a lot of possessions where it seems like our guys are just standing around a lot of ball watching, and the other team is more aggressive. They're the ones yeah. who are actually attacking the ball. We're not boxing out. So, again, it's just like lazy, bad habit stuff that we no we can get away with cuz we're better and more talented but again if the other t- that's that's something where like effort, hustle and stuff like that will show up in the box score little things like offensive rebounding and again yeah we cleaned it up and it didn't hurt us tonight but that's something that I definitely don't want to see become a trend especially after it feels like we worked so hard to become like an elite rebounding team i don't know if we still are but we were first in the league in rebounding like not too long ago and again i just don't want us to think suddenly expect to be a good rebounding team and think that we don't have to like put in all that work to be that
1: yeah i mean i think well i think one what you said about just like the ball watching um ball ball watching i have to just kind of i'm immature uh but yeah on the rebounding end of it it it, that is something i've noticed a lot more where they'll have like one guy well two or three people we're just kind of standing there so kind of that that thing you said about expectation i feel like That's kind of been something Missoula has been kind of pushing too, like that we could have this Mm -hmm. expectation that we're just going to go out and beat everybody because we're so talented. Um, It did feel that way early on in this game. Obviously, it ended up not mattering. But it is something I I think worth keeping an eye on because that word I think is going to keep coming up of expectation. I think the guys kind of get a little more locked in. I think you go on that stretch when it's so many games all the time and you're kind of in that focus. I think with some of these longer breaks, it, it's good on the one end, but I do think that you kind of got to be able to keep that focus on every game and not just know, all right, it's been like a couple of days off. I feel well rested. We'll go out and just kind of wax this team <laughs> right. here. So, and so I the- mean, it's,
0: it's hard. It's, it's human nature.
1: Like, of course, you know, these, but I'm saying and we these have a big hu- lead too.
0: Well, right. But they're human beings. They're going to look at a team and say like, Oh, you know, we're going down to play the heat, like in Miami. It's, we're probably not going to have a letdown. We're at home playing against the Memphis hustle. It's just, like, a lot harder to get yourself hyped up for that game, and, you know, like, again, these guys aren't idiots. They know, like, okay, we're 20-point favorites to win this game, and they don't yeah. have, like, any NBA players, so, you know, that, like I said, I'm sure that stuff's all part of it, but, um yeah, I mean, that's just um, the rebounding and the offensive rebounding we're letting up is something that could, you know, eventually be a concern if it's not something we focus yeah, on and fix, but even it, tonight... It, it, it... You could see the size advantage we had. Like we mentioned how it started off as Al. uh, Porzingis was abusing it. Even Luke, when he was in there, was like playing volleyball off the glass with himself. (laughs) Like the amount of tip backs and stuff. And that's one thing with Luke I've noticed. I want him to just catch the rebound, land... And like plant his feet and go up strong. I'm sick of him yeah. just do, trying to tip back the ball. I don't think he's hit one all year. Yeah, and he'll get like possessions where he, tips he had it one this where it was like
1: three times. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: like just pull it down, just plant your feet and dunk it, or like lay it in because this tipping shit does not work for Luke. Yeah, he, does not he, have do, that he touch doesn't have that. That's not. In it's his definitely bag. Uh, juicing his rebounding numbers. That's I mean, like that's all the, he cares um,
1: about. It's like the uh, what is the. Uh Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, like, do you practice that shot? Like, why do you taking it's like I mean yeah. at this point he does have a lot of practice attempting it, but well, not a lot of them think. making it. Yeah. But I mean, especially
0: tonight, it's like it's not like they have some shot blocker who's gonna load up and come down if you land. Like you can <laughs> land and dunk the ball easily, like uncontested. So yeah. again, weird matchup stuff. And there was a lot of plays too where it seemed like we were almost content just like letting them drive because we knew they couldn't finish over us. And it was mm-hmm. kind of the same how it felt like that, like Dad against kids in the driveway stuff. Saw some of that on defense too. Where it seemed like Porzingis was almost like just standing under the rim, daring them to come be like, you know, yeah, like come shoot it. Like, okay, almost <laughs> playing like goalie around the room. We had some like comical blocks. I saw it too. So yeah, um, again, a lot of like men against the boys all defensive. Vibes good time
1: teams. to bring up the all defensive Chuddy Bar Parlay hits tonight. Love that. So Love we that. Did, we did a little all defensive one in memory of uh, Marcus. So it was Porzingis, one over one and a half blocks. Drew Holiday one or more steals and Derek white over 0.5 yeah. blocks. So
0: white had a Der- huge block.
1: White's block. The was first block his he had his was-
0: block on that dunk on <laughs> GG
1: Jackson was unreal. Yeah, that's crazy. That, I mean, just the, just his size that he's up there doing that is like nuts and not like yeah. getting himself killed.
0: No, that was an awesome play. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned Keda off the bench. Just great minutes. I feel like, again, there's a great Keda matchup because he's playing against – he's basically like a <laughs> yeah. G League superstar. <laughs> wow. You know, he, he's advanced <laughs> from that, but he's actually like – usually he's playing good minutes kind of just by like outworking and out-hustling everyone. tonight. He had that and was actually like fit well, in talent-wise. funny wise.
1: because <laughs> I think everyone – and like I'm guilty of it too. Like until you just said that, it didn't really click in my brain, but I'm like – a lot of people are like, he, he could be like an actual like NBA player. And it's like, well, fuck, he wasn't really playing against actual NBA <laughs> players tonight when he had the game. And again, I'm not saying that he can't be. I'm a big Cata fan. I think that uh, it's like a genuine kind of, you know, yeah. battle between him and, and Cornette. It's going to be that down the stretch over who gets that kind of third big minute. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really think about that where it's like, this might be the perfect game for him <laughs> to actually really go right. off. Because it's not exactly playing like an NBA game. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, but he, he did. He, I mean, you got to give him credit. He was four for four. He had uh, eight points in, uh, eight points, eight rebounds in nine minutes. So obviously, that's definitely. like a pretty. And he
0: did more of the what we talked about with those other big guys. that came in, and he just seemed like he was cra- crashing hard off screens and getting you know putbacks or dunks mm-hmm. off the feed every single time. And like knowing that they just did not have a single guy who could contest a shot or <laughs> out the basket, so he was confident going up there dunking it. Uh, it's good to see good stuff, really liked it. And, I mean, again, that Grizzlies lineup we talked about, I think there was a stat that like Luke, so Luke Kennard was starting, and he's obviously like, you know, played in the NBA for a while, but other th- the other four starters uh, combined had like 1,100 NBA points, and to put that in perspective, Tatum has like 1,300 like just playoff points or something yeah. by himself, so it
1: yeah. was like, no, yeah. just not, like... Not the highest talent, most talented yeah. team. But um, again,
0: like they fought hard, especially until like four minutes left, they were kind of hanging yeah. around there. I mean, we were play, giving them but... every
1: reason too, like the way we kind yeah. of start, were we starting out the game. Wow. So it wasn't, I mean, once we buried them, then it's kind of like, you know, sure. but, but yeah, no, to give them credit for that first, like quarter and th- quarter and three quarters, because it was, it, it looked like it was going to be one of those brutal letdown games. And that yeah. would have been, we'd have had a new loss of the year. <laughs> <laughs> de- Again,
0: oh, de- God, definitely. Yeah. But I, I think it's I'll... a credit to their coach and like their culture in Memphis, because you mm-hmm. see a lot of teams where it's like, if they were trotting out, their all bench, It would just look like, you know, open gym and just guys taking their turns, coming down. And like yeah. Were playing like good basketball. They just didn't have players good enough to hang around, but like they're playing yeah. the right way. And you can see kind of why they are able to like hang in some of these games still with this absolute skeleton crew of players. So Taylor yeah. Jenkins, hell of a coach. He won't win coach of the year, but like he it's probably like so yeah. should be getting some attention for how, how like not terrible that team is.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that, uh, so that kind of wraps up a pretty one sided game. Celtics again, 131 to 91. Tatum, 34 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Porzingis, 26 points, eight rebounds. Derek White had 15 points. Horford had 11 and five. Um, and again, we mentioned Kate at the eight points, eight rebounds in nine minutes. Um, Jordan Walsh, we should probably just mention at least two. Jordan Walsh got in there, got his first, um, mm-hmm. points. It was a pretty good dunk that he had. Um, is he just, and this can just be real quick, because he's going to keep going back and forth. But one, I think that Banton is still like icing him out when they're on the court. I feel like there's so many times <laughs> where he could have passed it to him, but Banton tried to do his own sort of thing. I think he's worried about that little, you know, little, yeah. little power structure thing there. But um, <laughs> it's a theory, and it's, keep an eye out for it. Next next time he's out there, just keep an eye out for it. That's all <laughs> I ask. If anyone out there in the verse, just keep an eye out for it. If I'm crazy, tell me I'm crazy. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not married to the take, but I'm seeing a little something there. Interesting. I'll have to watch um,
0: more closely for that. If we get yeah. some more Walsh minutes coming but up. But
1: uh, yeah, it, it, it's good to see. And you know, we mentioned this. This bit of a lighter part of the schedule now. I wonder if he'll get more opportunities. I don't know. If, did they take him away from Maine because there was a two guys been suspended recently from the Maine Celtics? So I don't know if there's <laughs> like an epidemic of misbehavior. They're trying to get him away from it. Um, what What do you think, just real quick, on Walsh Walsh night? <laughs> what if it, if anything it could mean for the season moving forward? If he has any role moving forward.
0: Uh, I mean, I think it's just keep you know keep getting him reps. Like whenever there's a chance to like tonight, like all NBA reps are good for him. All reps are good. I think And they know that you know. Hopefully, some of these games there will be some uh, opportunity for him to play, so to speak. Um, we obviously had Jalen Brown sitting out tonight, so I don't you know when guys are out, they're gonna bring guys from Maine, especially at home games when they're that close. Like they always want to have them there. Extra guys, just you never mm-hmm. know. So he's gonna be going back and forth a ton, but yeah, I think. The more you get him to play, the better. The more he just gets comfortable out there. And, yeah, it's probably not going to be this year for us. But, like, you could definitely see the flashes out there, especially, like, on defense and doing the little things. You know, the scoring is usually going to be the last thing to come. But you see him hustling around out there. He look, he looks like he belongs. Like, he's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He looks, you know, pretty big and smooth out there, making some nice plays. It was a nice dunk, obviously. Um, So, I mean, again, we've said, you know, once he gets to the point where he's – comfortable defensively and he's helping us on the defensive end and can basically not hurt us on the offensive end. That's where I think, you know, he could have a chance to take over at least like that O'Shea Brissett role. And if he could settle into like a 10th man earn himself a little more minutes, um, keep getting better, develop into a reliable guy who can hit open corner threes, then, you know, there's a guy who could be in our rotation maybe as soon as next year, I think.
1: All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. We'll get into obviously the other story of the night, uh Marcus Smart making his return to the garden after the trade. Uh obviously not in uniform, but um there um physically, um and emotionally for sure. Um I just, you know, I think we, we don't need to get into like the trade and all that. We've done that plenty of times on the show. Um, you know, it was it was nice. I thought that it's like I think there's a lot of people that were kind of crawling out, um uh, people who didn't like Marcus anyway for whatever reason when he wasn't here. Um, or, or just didn't like how much fans liked him. I think is like the big part of it. They just don't like how much the fans like him. But kind of coming out. But when you watch that whole, the tribute. And kind coming of out to today? Ev- yeah. What? Yeah.
0: It was out Ant- there. I didn't see a single anti-smart comment. We anywhere. had it, checked, the, in the building, checked the Chuddy like Corner replies.
1: Was... Check the Chuddy Corner Twitter replies. Some, Some real sickos trolling? out there. I mean, I obviously. didn't see anyone
0: on, I didn't see a single, even the smart hater, I thought, I don't know, people who weren't even as big on smart, I thought it was, this was all pre- 100% maybe once positivity they saw, across the board.
1: Because what I was just going to say was once, like, once you see the way everyone was was acting and how it felt, it's like, I don't know how you could have any negativity yeah, to say I about didn't fight. see any negativity. I didn't Check think the Johnny any Corner negative. replies, I'm not making it up. There's some I sickos have, out there. <laughs> Jesus. that That yeah. is some sick shit. <laughs> On yeah. Today, that um, day of all days. Wow. But yeah. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was obviously a really nice tribute. I thought that it was cool they gave him the Heroes Among Us thing, too. I do think that that would have been very awkward if he was in uniform and he got the Heroes Among Us.
0: The I'm sure they I'm <laughs> sure they wouldn't have done it. Well, yeah. I, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I was thinking, <laughs> too, going in, it was kind of like a bummer, obviously, that he was hurt in his one game in the garden. Like, he wouldn't get to play, but actually, it almost kind of was better this way, I feel like. Yeah, um, I was
1: thinking that, too.
0: Like, didn't have to, like, root against him or anything on the court. It just was, like, a nice, comfortable win. It felt like he wasn't – it almost felt like he was just, like, returning as, like, a retired player, like, a fan. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. just and- there and had no, like, vitriol in any way. There was, like, never any threat of him, like, doing something to hurt us and, like, winning the game.
1: Drawing an offensive foul to win yeah. the game. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and I think the other thing, too, is that makes it kind of cool to that point is he, so he, he got to come back today, get his get his flowers and stuff, and I think almost, like – I think he would appreciate it too. Like the next time that he comes back, it is as like an opponent, you know, like he'll come back on if he's still on the Grizzlies, that'll be next year and this team is mm-hmm. this Grizzlies team as bad as they are now. Like that's a good that's like a good team. Yeah. That team was supposed to be a good team yeah. this year. It's not like oh, we traded look at the them injury out just report. Yeah, they're exactly. More, they're good. <laughs> it's not like we just shipped them out to like Serbia to play yeah, like yeah. they're the, the, not Serbians or that. That's where Jokic just from. We're thinking. Siberia is where I'm thinking. Where there's <laughs> yeah. like nobody like anything. Not he, as much he of a basketball he got sent out. Yeah, he got sent out to like you know, a pretty good situation. They just had an awful, yeah. awful luck. So next time he totally. comes back, and I think it'll be kind of cool because now he kind of can come back as like the competitor against us, which is what he is at heart. You know, like he can come out and maybe have some of those plays where it won't feel like so much like, Oh no, like, you know, like I'm kind of excited to like face him next time he comes here and Right. You know, he got his opportunity to get his flowers now, but Yeah. No, I thought cool this all moment. worked out
0: it worked out well, I think, for all for all parties involved for sure. And I think the Grizzly team will definitely be good next year. They I think they would have been good this year if they were healthy. But yeah, it'll be fun to see them get a fresh chance. Uh, they could probably add a lottery pick. It might actually work out well, give them a year to kind of prep and practice. So we'll see. But uh yeah, I mean I thought the tribute tonight was just perfect. The video was awesome, wasn't a dry eye in the house. It was great to see him get that ovation uh, you know thank you Marcus chants uh, we want Marcus we love you Marcus all those chants lots of signs lots of 36 jerseys so it's just so very fitting um, you know you could see on the court how much it meant to him and how much he appreciated it. And like I said, really just every from every fan to every player, like you could just see the love. And I think it is pretty rare in this day and age for a guy to get drafted and play, you know, nine seasons with one team might not feel like that long, but in today's NBA, nine seasons with one team is a pretty damn long time. Um, yeah. So again, I mean, I felt like it was obviously, you didn't know really what to expect, but I thought it, it really was kind of like a perfect moment and uh, glad it happened again. And just like a giant blowout of a game where he wasn't even playing. So we really, Just he got to kind of have his night, got to get all that appreciation out of the way and got to, you know, got shown the love from Boston that he absolutely deserved. And with the way that he kind of got traded so abruptly in the offseason, we hadn't really had like that chance to show him that love and give him those flowers. So really happy for him to uh, get that. And like you said, I thought the whole moment and everything about it was just handled really well by everyone involved. So tip of the cap to everyone on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, I don't. I think that it was. It's just like appropriate. I know that it sounds crazy, but you know, pe- he was here for nine years. We made the playoffs. What every single year that he was here, right? Yeah, from the first All year. So, years. like, if you weren't around, like, if you weren't like closely following during, like, the Chris Humphreys and, like, Marshawn Brooks, like, seasons <laughs> like that. What he brought and, like, how quickly yeah. things changed. Like, he, he was kind of, like, that turning point. And no, he was not He was never the best player on the team or anything like that. But, like, from that right. moment that he arrived, like, onward, yeah. what he, he brought changed, just changed, changed, the it changed everything. Exactly. We talked about, like, he really culture did. changing. Celtics were in a real fucking weird place. Like, they we still had, one like, of the Rondo worst was, teams like, the still on the team. But, like, also, yeah. like, it should had, have like been Jared Sollinger. Like, it was just, it was bizarre it time. It should have been a very long rebuild with the
0: roster he had. He came right in and, again, just set the culture of, like, we are just going to outwork every team and be dogs, and they were. And to make the playoffs, I mean, that first year was crazy enough, and then to just be basically consistently good after that. I mean, yeah. in nine years, they made the conference finals five times, which is yeah. obviously absolutely nuts. And that was kind of the what everyone was saying, you know, tonight is, like, he's gone, but his impact he left on this team and on the players who are still here is, like, they wouldn't have made it they wouldn't have gotten all that playoff experience without him there. And like Tatum and Brown probably wouldn't be the leaders and like the dogs that they are today without him. So it's like, again, he just left such a lasting imprint and made his mark on the team in the city. So it was just
1: good to see him appreciated in that sense. I thought. Yeah, exactly. If you know, you know, when it comes to Marcus. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, I do want to get to our next segment. Uh, we're going to go into, we're going to dive into our voicemail, bo- voice box. Um, so this is kind of a new thing we have. Uh, anyone who hasn't yet checked it out, um, make sure you go on to ChuddyScorner.com. Um, you can nice. check out blogs. Uh, the power rankings will be out tomorrow. All we'll the new power rankings, oh, yeah. Chuddy's Chutty, new power rankings for the NBA. Um, you had a, pr- a pretty good uh, all-star game or all-star roster breakdowns. Um, there's, a, there's a couple good articles on there. Every episode you can find on there. But you can also find, if you look at the little microphone icon that's on the screen, you can send us a voicemail. So we got a couple voicemails. Um, I know you and Nick did one the other day. Um, we have a couple that have just kind of been not necessarily game specific ones, but they've kind of been sitting in there. So we're just gonna play some of these for you guys. Uh the first one we have um is from our friend our old friend Himothy. One of the people that I was talking about negatively about Marcus, so it's crazy I'm even gonna allow his game thing to be played here. He was tweeting tweeting all the while, but uh wow. he made a little like sounds like a I don't know. Well I'll just play it and we can figure out what it is afterwards. It's a song though, it's a nice little song he made. Sounds good. Was a little too tall, could have used a few pounds.
0: Kobe's purple wristband hollering out. He was a light skinned beauty with the sun who drinks soda at midnight. And Jalen said, Son, put them heels up high.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Out past the fells' ways where the woods got heavy. Out in the back seat of Dugout's is 06 Chevy. Oh, wow. Working on the sphincter without any lube.
1: Okay. Ain't it
0: funny how the ball doesn't move? <laughs> Trying to make the front page of the daily news.
1: Tatum spitting out a white poo. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Uh wow. so yeah it sounds okay. Yeah, it sounds uh, almost maybe a bit of a love ballad, a Tatum and Brown love ballad. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: okay, good for us. We love um, the creativity of our yeah, fans. our fans are very creative, very talented. Um Yeah. I think he might have an unhealthy um type of love for Tatum and Brown. We <laughs> I think we all love Tatum and Brown. Him no, and Tatum on, on a different level? Absolutely not. Like I said, we love all uh, all of our fans no matter um what type of fantasies they may have about the players in the Celtics? So, yeah, happy for him,othy and very talented uh, musician. I hope that this won't be the last, uh, <laughs> the last song he he sends in, and we, you know. We have been talking about some unique uh, podcast-specific jingles, intro, outro, this, that, whatever. So uh, Timothy and any other musical fans out there, uh, if you'd like to whip up something for Chuddy's Corner and send it in, we'd be happy to listen, give it a chance, probably get it played on the air, and uh, you never know, it might even become a part of the show. So like I said, thanks thanks for the call. We uh, appreciate it, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah so that's that's our first voicemail. The second one we have here uh this is obviously someone who's been in the chuddy's corner.com website as a suggestion and now we do have an answer for that person too so this is biff from wakefield biff from wakefield where the frick is the comment section on the website you guys used to have (laughs) blogs and you could comment pop off you guys gotta get that back (laughs) all right biff i have good news for you i'm pretty sure According to Nick, we do have, we have enabled comments on the blogs on the website. That was definitely an oversight, not an intentional move by us switching over to chattiescorner.com. We, um, me and you, as soon as we found out there wasn't a comment section, we kind of got on them right away that we got to figure that out. So you might have to make like a username for the website, uh, but feel free to go ahead and do that and get that comment section going on any blog. Um, we love that idea.
0: Yeah, and I think you can. Call, I think you can log in through your social media too. So if you're uh, logged into Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, you can just comment right away. Otherwise, I think you can just put in any name, leave a comment like that. Uh, it should be fine. But um, again, if you're a fan of the Chuddyverse out there, this let this be a lesson to you. Send us in a voicemail and. In almost no time, we listened to our fans, we reacted, and now the comment section is there. So it just goes to show that uh, don't sit idle because, you know, you don't want to be inactive. Get out there, engage with us, and your voice will be heard.
1: This is The proof is in the pudding right there. Yeah, speak it into existence. So Biff from Wakefield, uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you in the comment section. Yeah. I absolutely – I want comment section rivalries. I want all the fun stuff on there. Uh, Definitely. So, yeah, comment section will be a good time. Looking forward to that. I'll definitely at least have a few burners where I kind of tweak around there. Um, defending the fort and whatnot in our last voicemail, this one I just have labeled as Unknown Stranger. Uh, okay. Not sure. Did not leave a name um, and did not really leave much of a take, but we're going to play them anyway because we want to show you. You send us in their info. We're going to hear what you got to say. So this is Unknown Stranger. <laughs> uh, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I you see in the finals You see it Al? All right, so a little bit of context on that one that was sent to us after the Lakers game, so it was i it was sounded like someone possibly gloating. I think maybe I'll play it one more time because I feel like i I could make out a few things there. something about the finals at the end. um, but we're gonna play this one one more time. what happened the you see it so it sounds like something like what happened it sounds like almost like they said boston sucks at first but then it sounds like they say like i don't even know what at so i don't know what do what's your take on this unknown stranger man
0: Um, I think, I mean, if this is a fan and a Celtics fan, then I think that's, you know, a great call, and I really uh, (laughs) agree wholeheartedly with everything they're saying. If this is a hater and a Lakers fan, then I would say that, you know, that... Sounds like what we come to expect in terms of like cognitive ability for a Lakers fan. So uh fits right in there. So um, yeah, hard to, hard to really tell, but uh I think that's kind of sums up what, how we were all feeling after that Lakers game. So <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. It's exactly how I was feeling after the Lakers game. So uh, that's what we got. Now we have, there's three voicemails on there. Uh, we just empty the clip on it. So we want more, go ahead. Remember, go to chutty's com. And uh, go ahead and leave us a voicemail, um, and we're going to get those back on the show. It's great to get in touch with us. Great going to get your takes answered. Um, great going to make suggestions on the show. If you have any, even just some uh, regular life uh, questions, if you ever want the advice of uh, such wise counsel as ourselves, we're more than happy to offer you that as well. It's cheaper than a therapist. Um, chuddiescorner.com. Make sure you're checking it out. Check out the comment section. Leave us a voicemail. Um, yeah, so that's our voicemail segment. We're going to move to around the NBA now uh some a big story program the Celtics game we're sure gonna to get to that. Uh but mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and give us our around the NBA breakdown.
0: Yeah, lots of stuff going on around the NBA. Uh let's start off with uh Cryptic Lebron, you know, one of the best entertainers around. I think last time we talked about how he had Started cryptic mode by tweeting out the uh, hourglass ticking away mm. symbol um, at one point. Then we talked about how his name had gotten mentioned in trade rumors uh, by a semi-reliable source. That was kind of interesting. Then I yes. think Winforest reached out to Rich Paul, who immediately shot that down and said he would definitely would not get traded um lebron then followed that up by being asked about his player option and if he'll be in la this year and saying there's just no way to know which Absolutely is just a great answer it's a great answer to that no possible way one could know um, what will happen um possible and enough. then uh tweeting out the other night something with like the statue of liberty and the big apple emoji as they're playing new york so just classic cryptic lebron um just kind of putting out feelers, testing the waters, this and that. And then uh, they had another nice win in New York. So a couple of wins, a couple of fool's gold wins right before the trade deadline might be enough to convince them to stand pat and uh, ride this out as a 9 or 10 seed. But honestly, I I don't think there's a trade out there even that can vault
1: them. I did see some report too, and this was like a little bit before the Big Apple tweet that he said that said like something where I was like, like, uh whoever, uh, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports have, like, quote, like, yep. buried the hatchet with the right. Knicks, and I was just like, what the hell? That's a little, that's a little strange, like. Or, <laughs> I, it, it's like, what was, like, Rich Paul just, like, not letting any of his players sign, like, to the yeah. Knicks or something? was it, like, and, uh, actual... uh, Leon
0: Rose and the Knicks. No, they had a huge beef. It was, like, a CAA versus Clutch
1: thing, almost. Because
0: oh. Leon Rose is like, the CAA side. So they haven't had uh, much of a working relationship. And, yes, the timing... It's definitely a little bit interesting, uh, at least if nothing yeah. else. So, uh, all of this is, you know, is probably nothing. But yeah, you never know.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, pod, what's his name? Podringer. Pod. uh oh, Jeez, what was his name? Dave. No, all it's right, not keep that, going. I'll look it's it up. Something easy. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. <laughs> pod.
0: Something. Yeah, it's it's something like
1: that. But Podrick. So.
0: Anyway, um, we also had. Since the Bucs with their win the other night clinched the two seed in the East, which means that Doc Rivers will be named the all-star coach for the East. How, conference. how does
1: that work? Why is he so can't be even... Missoula's
0: ineligible because he coached last year, so okay. he, it's usually the first place teams coach, but it can't be the same team two times in a row. Yeah. So it automatically just goes down to next in the standings, which is the Bucs. Okay. Um, Who coaches now Doc Rivers? So uh the one win, Doc Rivers named All-Star Coach. Um I don't know. Like this is just kind of a funny circumstance and rule. Can't even really make fun of Doc. Like I don't know what he's supposed to do. No, with I this think that he had a pretty
1: good. He had a pretty good like uh, response to it too. He was like, "This is crazy. Like I know this is crazy." I think he said he's even going to whatever bonus he gets, he's going to send it to the other guy.
0: Yeah, but I'm more yeah, which like whatever. But um, <laughs> it's more just interesting for the actual game because I'm sure like Doc's not gonna go coach the game. I'm sure Adrian Griffith's not gonna come back and coach the game. So maybe they just pass it down to the third seed, whether it's the Cavs or the Knicks, and let their yeah. coaching staff go. But I, I don't know. That'd like, be what so else? funny
1: if it was Tibbs. Oh my god, he <laughs> just like ran, he, he just like did like a regular rotation, like didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it needs to be Tibbs. It, it now. can't
0: be. I don't think. I'm sure Tibbs has coached the All Star game before because the Bulls were the one seed back in the day. So he probably has, but um, I don't know. Either way, it's just a funny, funny circumstance to add. It's like there's something, a funny news
1: story surrounding this doc situation every single day. So, yeah. Um, Also, for you to do next thing, it's David Pingalore. So, not Pod. Nothing to do with Pod. (laughs) No. (laughs) Throw me forward. David Pingalore of KTLA Sports Anchor. Shout out David Pingalore. Open invite. Uh, we're waiting to hear back if he wants to join the show.
0: Oh, few. Okay, <laughs> David Pingalore. David Pingalore. All right, much better. Um, a couple other little nuggets going on. Zach Levine is now out for the year. Um, with surgery. So this, I mean, story. Of this guy's career. Frankly, he just cannot stay healthy. Um, he's heading towards like Lonzo Ball status of he just yeah. can't even like have him on a team. It's it's ridiculous. Um.
1: I, I mean, know. that injury happened, like, a day after they talked about trading him to the Pistons, though. Do you think there's anything to, that? Is there anything no, to make of he, He's
0: been injured for he
1: hasn't Well, yeah, but now weeks. suddenly a, the Mike go to the Pistons is like, well, now I'm out for the season, actually.
0: I think it's just as much that there, he just realized there was no market for him whatsoever. Mm. But, I mean, I, and again, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy for eight years now. He has chronic knee issues, and... I just, yeah, that contract is bad. Might be the worst in the league, honestly, so it'll be interesting. They should have they should have sold when they had a chance now. They're probably going to have to pay to get off of him if uh, if they can at all, so rough to see. um Touching back to, we talked about Marcus Smart, obviously, a little bit, and we had mentioned whether or not he would be a Grizzly next year. It did come out, I think it was Jake Fisher from Yahoo who reported that, they're basically saying no to all offers and they want to keep smart and view them as part of the core, which I think is good because I mean, they made a pretty big trade to go out and acquire them. And they really just because of all the crazy injury and suspension have just never gotten a chance to see what the team would actually look like. They wanted to put together. So to just sell on that completely to me would make no sense. I mean, they've made a few other trades, but why not get your whole team healthy, run it back next year. You'll have probably a top 10 pick again. Yeah. So no, I, I thought that would be a really so.
1: good team. I think Marcus is like exactly like I mean they got obviously they got rid of Steven Adams now, but like that's just I mean, that's just could be a bruising sort of team. Like I think that I thought that was crazy that people have been talking about that Marcus might get traded I don't I don't think that they made that move to just move on from yeah. him. I think he was part of their plan. And it sounds yeah, like I that would is. Hope
0: well, it was definitely good to hear, because I like him. I think the Grizzlies are a nice, safe team for him to be on, where we don't have to worry too much about That's him true, to like, true. Yeah, root yeah, against yeah. him or hurt That's us. And good if point. he got traded, all the teams that were asking for him were, you know, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Heat, the Sixers, like, yeah. would have been pretty. So, Keep him uh, yes. Um, moving on, got to take a little moment to do a victory lap for uh, Chud Stradamus hitting the nail on the yeah. head as last night. The Warriors lost to the Hawks 141-134, and Steph Curry ended with 60 points. Uh, So another player to score 60 points in a losing effort the third time this season. And you asked me almost one week ago on this show if I thought it would happen again and who I thought might be able to do it. And I did say Steph Curry was the answer. And you kind of saw exactly, it basically came to fruition where Steph <laughs> exactly. had it going. He was single-handedly keeping his team in the game, hitting every shot. I think he had 20 in the fourth quarter alone, um, forced overtime and uh, they just couldn't get it done. The Hawks won, but Steph scored 60 points. So again, three players now this season have scored 60 or more points and lost the game uh, is nuts. And yeah, I don't know. I should probably have had a prediction ready for who would be the next guy, but I don't know. I'll, I'll
1: work, I'll well, work. okay, so I, I was going to say, I'll, I'll buy a little bit of time because I'm going to ask you who's the next guy who's going to score 60 in a loss. Um, and, but I will say uh, that was it was super impressive the way that you did. Like you nailed that com- completely. But it also means that if you, there's any option now to take Giannis as the next guy to score 60 points, you want to get on it because that was your other side of it. You know, win. Yeah. you thought it could be Giannis. So, right. Um, and he did have 48 last night, too. Giannis. Oh, my gosh. Imagine That would have been <laughs> The same crazy. night that would have been, though. Yeah, been, that would have yeah, been, just... been nuts. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, people we'll definitely want to know who you think the next guy in a loss is going to be. Uh, <laughs> it's I'd, a tough call. I have um, one. Yeah, let's, go ahead. Trey Young, I could see it
0: being Trey Young. Okay, yeah, I, I was gonna say Trey Young. He's been playing, playing pretty well. I don't know. That's a lot of points, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's gotta be. You would think. Or are you are just giving it a L- push. Or... It's just
1: not gonna happen again this year. You do that. You take, <laughs> there's your outcome. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to push my luck. Maybe I'll come back uh, next episode if I look into it a little more. But I'm gonna at <laughs> least take the one show to. Uh,
1: I'm calling know,
0: rest Tra- of my laurels.
1: I just want to get it as a good clip thing. Trey Curry will score the next sixty point game Curry. in loss. Trey Carey. Nope, that's not the one we're going to clip. <laughs> Trey Young will score 60 points in a loss by the end of the season. Book <laughs> okay. it. All right. Love it. We'll cut out that other part. <laughs> <laughs> no, that awesome. was impressive, though. That was cool. That was really cool, actually. Yeah,
0: we're happy about that. We like getting those things right. Hopefully some uh, chuddy heads out there somehow were able to uh, make some money off the prognostications, but yeah. I don't know. And then uh, just our last piece of news, as you alluded to, uh, I don't know if I can call it breaking news, because it feels like this has just been – a developing story for, it feels like it's been three, four days at this point, but we got more news on Embiid that he will be, I don't even know how to how to say the news because the wording is so absurd. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen a tweet this ridiculously worded, so I'm just going to read verbatim what, what it said. In regards to Joel Embiid, he said the reigning MVP will undergo a procedure this week to repair a left meniscus injury, a team official tells ESPN. A recovery timeline is expected after procedure, but expectation is that he will miss an extended period of time. Uh, Again, whatever that means exactly. Shams chimed in. He said Embiid will have a corrective procedure this week to address an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee, Uh, will address a displaced flap of the meniscus, and he will be sidelined for extended period of time. So... It's a long, a lot of words to yeah. basically say he's going to get surgery for a torn meniscus. Um, I'm expecting he will be out for the season. I'm pretty sure it was like rest and rehab or repair. And most of what I saw online from doctors was repair is surgery and that usually requires like four to six months off. So again, like, yeah, again, if the timeline's not announced, as anything shorter, it leads you to believe, like we said the other day, when they said they wanted more options, you don't usually get more options. If the first is something you want to hear. Yep. Um, so again, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think probably the next step of this is that he's going to be out for the season or at least close to it. Um, I can't imagine he's going to come back at, you know, not fully recovered for a playoff push, especially as, you know, this team without him could easily, I mean, they could fall into the play in honestly. So, um, brutal for Philly fans, brutal for Embiid. Um, yeah, it just sucks. It really. Yeah. I, mean, I hate to see it. One of the best, if not the best player in the world, having probably his best season. And um, it just ends in the fashion that it seems like almost all of his seasons end in, uh, to some extent or another. So I guess if you're looking for any silver lining, if you're a Sixers fan, maybe like rather... It feels like every year he's just battling through injuries and it's always like stuff that's lingering and stuff that he like probably should repair, but it's just like yeah. he has to feel like he has to battle through it. So maybe... This will almost be a blessing in disguise, where it's like, okay, we're just we know we're out for the year. You don't have to rush back. Take full time. Take the whole rest of the season. Take the off season. Even, you know, come back late next year. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But actually come back fully healthy, hopefully with the knee repaired, not having to miss games with soreness yeah. every other week, swelling, like whatever's going on. So, and now Philly fans don't have to put all of the pressure of the world on this one season and this trade deadline. They can actually take some time, try to build up the team, keep on improving Maxi and some other guys. And then hopefully they can come back and you get a truly 100% Joel Embiid if that's even a thing that exists and is like a possibility. <laughs> yeah on this world, which at this point, like, I'm not sure it is. So it just sucks. But I mean, that's, you know, seven foot two, seven foot three, absolute giant, uh, like human bodies just aren't made to kind of do what Joel MP does. And,
1: yeah.
0: you know, based on the way when it, it was looking when he came out of college and sitting out his first two years in the NBA, it's probably it's a, a borderline miracle, miracle of science that he's had this like yeah. good and productive of a career already. So, I mean, it you know, it might be sad to put it that way, but, um, it's just it's a sad story so yeah for basketball uh, fans
1: it definitely yeah I mean it definitely just sucks obviously you know obviously you know how we Celtics fans feel about Philly and Philly <laughs> fans but this this does suck not like um, this <laughs> not like this yeah exactly um it so I it sucks I do hope that he get, has a speedy recovery I do hope that he can come back and play well the team looked really good at least earlier on this year they looked like you know they're a little bit different yeah. than the Sixers teams we've seen before but um I do just want to kind of just mention to this like a lot of people. Like the like the Philly fan like company line has sort of became like that it's like everyone else's fault that he's hurt because he got like bullied basically into playing because he skipped the Jokic uh, game in Denver and um, then missed that next game and like you know shouldn't even have been out there to play like first of all that's just like a hilarious premise that like that like people are <laughs> saying that's like Twitter is like bullying like the the Sixers medical staff or be if if that is the case. That's just like a hilarious factor in itself. Well, I mean the Sixers like did leak that to a reporter that he was that he felt like he was being bullied. I mean
0: what the that fuck? part of the that's that he so pushed to play in the Golden State game because of
1: like the negative attention he was getting. He was in the that clear that that though. Would... He did the double bag out. Like he was in the clear. <laughs> like if he came back after the Denver game that's one thing, but when you call out that second time, people yeah. you're that's the rule that, that's the rule of the double bag out. If they call it that second time, you can no longer assume that they're they're just bagging out just to bag out like you have you you have to respect their privacy hipaa and everything comes (laughs) into play like you can't ask any more questions so um if you're gonna do the double bag you gotta at least know the rules that you're in the clear once you do that second one so um but yeah no that it it, it sucks but i don't think that it's i don't think that it's like twitter's fault that he was out there playing so um, i
0: think it's it's well i mean even if Even if that was an actual factor, that's still not their fault. Like the whole the way this was handled from the Sixers front office to their medical staff to Embiid, like everyone deserves some of the blame for this and the whole like Again, it just sucks, but if there's any question of his health, he one hundred percent should not be playing. Like there's no way he should be playing. But again, he's been missing games with knee swelling all year and you've got guys saying that like, oh, the the meniscus was already torn, like it that the coming play just made them like, look at it. So it's like, well, if that's the case, then why wasn't even on the injury report for yeah. the Denver game. So it's just like going back and looking at the last two weeks of basically that that's happened, poor, with what Embiid are you doing having been... them out there? Exactly. So it's like, no matter what happened, like this couldn't have been handled worse by like yeah. anyone involved with the Sixers. So, um, like I said, obviously don't want it to end the way it clearly has, but this whole thing has just been an absolute disaster and they couldn't have handled it much worse. And maybe yeah. he gets hurt and is hurt either way and whatever, but the way they went about it has just made it look ten times worse from the outside.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Is that uh that all you got for around the NBA? All right. Um, that is. So great segment. Good job. Um. So <laughs> next up on Wednesday, so it's got another two day layover. Um. Next up, we have the Hawks. Trey Young. Will Trey Young score sixty points in a loss?
0: I hope not. Well, I mean I <laughs> hope right. they lose, but uh I'd like to not let him score sixty points. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But um what do you see? No, what I mean, it should be a good do? game. The Hawks have won, I think, four, maybe even five in a row after last night. They're playing as well as they have all year. Um The Hawks are a team that I was fairly high on coming into the season. I actually thought with a full offseason under Quinn Snyder, he could come in there get them to play some defense. I like some of the, uh, the guys they had brought in. I thought he could make the Trey young DeJounte Murray combo work. Uh, they were one of the most disappointing teams, I thought, the first few months of the season, but they've, they've righted the ship, I guess, at least a little bit. Um, luckily for them, the East drops off pretty quickly, so they're still mm. right in the in that play-in game situation. They're four games, I think, out of six, so with the, you know almost half the season left, it's not completely crazy that they could go on a run, get out of the play-in. Obviously, you've got some teams ahead of them, like Philly now banged up, so there could be some droppers. It's an opportunity. Um and DeJounte Murray, once the trade rumors around him started picking up, he's really picked his game up. He's been playing really well lately. Uh, he had a couple game-winning shots. He had uh, was really the best player on the court last night in overtime against the Warriors. He closed that win out for the Hawks. Um, Young has been great, and he seems like now he's got that kind of all-star snub motivation on his chip on his shoulder too. So they've been playing well, and it seems like they kind of might actually not blow this team up, which a few weeks ago I would have said was absolutely crazy, but now it seems like they – I guess, aren't liking the deals they're getting for Murray. He's still under contract and a pretty good contract. I think they're saying, hey, let's let's give this a little more chance. We've liked some things we've seen lately. So, again, a team the Celtics should be able to beat, but a team that's been playing well lately, and um, if they continue that, I think they could certainly give us, give us a pretty good game. We saw them last year, obviously, in the playoffs. So, we know that when they get hot, uh, they've got some guys who can fill it up between Young, Murray, obviously Bogdanovich, and then they've got some size with Capella and a Kong Wu down low, um, some decent wing players. Jalen Johnson, who's gotten healthy, the second-year player out of Duke, has... Quietly been like their second or third player. Um he he kind of does everything for them down low, inside and outside, that allows uh Young to kind of skate by and play the way he does. So he's been uh like a sneaky, sneaky glue guy who really affects the way they're winning and a lot of their slow start came when he was out. So they've been a lot better since he returned to the lineup. So solid team. I'm excited to watch us play him.
1: Yeah. Um uh, should be a good game. I will be in the garden for that game. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: Media passes. Be Naturally, good. press right on press row. Look for
1: dugouts. That, yeah, uh, so Shiny yeah. bald head on press. Row. Anyone, anyone to that's it. gonna be, uh, anyone's gonna be at the game there on third, uh, Wednesday, feel free to uh, reach out to us, um, on uh, Twitter at Chuddy's Corner or myself at Doug underscore routes. Definitely. Um, I'm excited we'll live for tweeting that from one. inside the garden. Uh, I gotta figure that out because I feel like a lot of times when I'm at the garden, like, I don't get like service, like the substance doesn't mm. send, like doesn't send. I don't know. Okay. maybe maybe they've updated that but i do I, my plan is to just do maybe some kind of like video recaps and stuff between the quarters or whatever um so whether those i get the those in real time or those just become sort of fodder for the twitter page <laughs> later on in the night um i'll maybe you know maybe do a little bit of the man in the street thing afterwards we'll see there's a lot of awesome. oh i'm excited love that first game that. Yeah. yeah first first game is the host of uh chuddy's corner so um Huge. definitely going to be a good learning experience but very excited about that um And I think the Hawks will be an exciting enough game, too. Um, So, yeah, that that about wraps us up for tonight. Uh, Just a little bit around 9.30 again. My mental clock is like so I feel like it's like almost midnight because the game (laughs) tonight started at about an hour and a half earlier than they normally start. Um, But, yeah, the Celtics, this is a good one. Celtics, 131-91. Marcus uh, returns to Boston. Um, A lot of pop in circumstance, but the Celtics eventually end up taking care of business. Um, So we will see everyone back here Wednesday night uh, after the Celtics-Hawks game. And we look forward to seeing you all then. Chuddy, have a good rest of your night, all right? Oh, wait. Also, make sure you check out Chuddy'sCorner.com. Got to always plug the website, Chuddy'sCorner.com. Leave us voicemails. Leave us comments. um, Listen to the episodes. Read the blogs. uh, Enjoy yourself out there. So, Chuddy, now have a good rest of your night. Peace out, Chuddy Eds.